the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffled Podcast, episode 202. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Hello, Unruffled listeners. We are popping in at the top of the show to share with you several ways that you can help support the podcast. First, you can become a patron of the show by donating to our Patreon fundraising campaign. Please consider supporting our consistent effort in bringing you weekly content on creativity and recovery, all for less than the price of a latte. For just a dollar an episode, you will receive early access to each week's show as our way of saying thank you. If every listener did this, we would be over the moon. The link to our Patreon campaign is www.patreon.com backslash the unruffled podcast. And that's not it. You can share our show on social media or with your friends, and you can subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating on iTunes. All of this helps our little show immensely, and we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now on to the show. Hey, Sandra. Good morning. Um, top of the show, we ha- I have to, to get in my a good mood, I need to I need to share something with you. Okay, please. Last night before I went to bed, on the pink supermoon. Yes, saw it. I checked SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. And instead of it saying 997 downloads, thousand downloads, 999,000 downloads, it said one M. <gasps> one M. 1M, 1 million downloads of this sweet little podcast that you and I created. I think it's time to make that Canva meme I was going to make. Hmm, (laughs) this will be fun. This will put me in a good mood too. Uh, Yeah, I was, I went to bed just going, I'm so proud of us. This art project that we've created. How exciting. Yes. Not only that we've created, but we just let it go organically, right? We've just kind of let it be. We haven't shoved it in anyone's faces too much. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. You know, we're not out hustling it much. Mm -hmm. We just kind of do it and then, and then take our hands off the wheel. (laughs) Yeah. And that I was thinking, you know, now that you bring that up, that's just like, (laughs) let it go surrender we create it we've created it we obviously love it and love our community and have fostered things for sure and shared but i don't know it it's really had a life of its own yes and um with zero sponsorship right for the last four years except for our patreon our patreon Thank patrons you. yes of course mm-hmm. of course i don't want to forget them um yeah, we, we, that's, it's just been incredible. Absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, we've, we've tried hustling a bit, you know, I, I had made a, 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 de- a marketing deck, you know, to kind of solicit corporate sponsorship, but you know, had no bites. 
Um, yeah, it takes a lot of energy and effort and time to do all of that. Yeah. So we just kind of let it be and it's, and here we are a million downloads later. Yeah. So congratulations, Sandra. Yeah. Thank you. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah there we go. Our self-congratulatory this morning. That's going to kick <laughs> us off because we have not over-functioned in this department. No, we have not over we have just created every week and met each other and met the women and the, and the men that we've had on the show. And yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's been its own art project, which has taught me a lot, a lot. Oh gosh, so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Same, same. So thank you to the listeners and the people who have agreed to come on our show and whoever has shared, if you, gosh, if you have been on this show, you know, a great way to, to celebrate would be to share your episode. <laughs> Yeah, people can do that. Uh, let's see. What do you What do you got going on? What's going on in the world? Um, just you know, being a busy bee in my studio these days. I'm mm. you know down to making. I need to sit down and make some. I feel like I I need some kind of marketing plan or some mm. kind of, you know. But it. I'm just a one woman show over here. So I'm the making, I make the things and then I have to do all the other stuff as well. So, um, right now my goal is to get my marketplace like really good and stocked. So I feel like, you know, there's shopping options. Like if you walk into a store and there's multiple things to buy and look at, Mm -hmm. um, and then I might come up with some kind of marketing plan. Like I'd like to do a photo shoot and, you know, I have ideas in, in my head. And so, um, with, you know, with the real models, not just mm-hmm. other than myself, who's not a real model. <laughs> um, and oh, you know, I would real, disagree with that, but you real hair that. and makeup and all that. I love, I love those kind of photo shoots, you know, that's, those are sort of my roots as a photographer. And so, um, and they're very fun, but they take a lot of speaking of efforting, it's a lot of efforting. (laughs) It's a lot of planning. It's a lot of, a lot of work the day of, and then it's a lot of post work. And so, um, anyway, kind of dreaming and scheming of that. I should do it though, before it gets too hot here, because then everyone will melt unless we do it indoors. Yeah. Um, yeah, you've been working a lot, but that's the whole thing. It's like, well, um, what have you been making? Like, what have you, what has been, your, I've, so my, so I've been, I've been making these robes and they're just, I'm so in love with them, but I'm about to shift over to making caftans because, mm. you know, like I said, last time we recorded it's cat it's caftan season is here. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I'm about to start making some caftans once I get tap out all of my robe my robing, Mm -hmm. but these robes are so pretty. They're so versatile. When I say robe, you think, you know, something over lingerie, but they look really good over pants and like a tank top. Yeah. And beautiful. Yeah. Short boots or something. Yeah. They look really, really, they're just kind of, um, you know, they're not for the, uh, timid. (laughs) No, they're bold and beautiful. And, um, and then I've started making these. So for earth day, I was trying to come up with a good earth day project that Mm -hmm. just, you know, was, was my style, like something that I would make. And, um, I have, 
I have so many scraps. Uh, half of my studio is probably full of bags and tubs of scraps that I'm not willing to let go of yet. I, I you know, I could donate them to Austin Creative Reeves, but I, I really think, no, I'm going to do something with all these scraps because most of them are silk or there's some kind of vintage. Mm-hmm. And um, so I came up with a little Earth Day project um, where I take just like strips of, of silk scraps mm-hmm. and I made these tassel earrings out of them and they're so wonderful. <laughs> they're amazing. I can hardly stand how wonderful they are. <laughs> they're joy. They're like these little- they are. <laughs> bops of joy that you get to wear on your, on your head. <laughs> yeah. So they're really like bold and they come, you know, you can trim them to your liking, but I make them where they just, you know, they're like shoulder dusters, but, um, but, and they're scrappy because they're scraps and they're raw, they're raw scraps. So they kind of, they'll evolve as you wear them, mm-hmm. but, um, but they're really light too. Like you hardly even feel them in your ears because they're just very light, light silk scraps. Ooh, oh yeah. I was thinking that they were heavy, but you're mm-hmm. right. They would be light. Cause they're no, so, they're so, so light. They just feel like they're just in your hair. They're oh, just that's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're like wearing feathers. So oh, yeah, um, yeah, I can get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, go to my site if you want to see what I'm talking about. And how much are they a pair? So people know $25. So that's it. Like I'm always trying to find a kind of a low to mid price thing because I know not everybody can buy a $250 or $300 Mm -hmm. robe or caftan. Um, So yeah, so they're $25 plus shipping. That's it. And they're really fun. They're super fun. Yeah, if, if you guys haven't seen him, check him out on Instagram, but, right? You, you've had some mm-hmm. photos with you I had some on Instagram, and I just mailed out my first batch. So hopefully, this is to everyone that's listening that bought a pair, please. Um, I want to see a photo. Yeah. I'd love to see a photo on Instagram. Tag me. I want to see that too. Oh, very cool. Well, it's been... <laughs> It's been kind of a season this April, been fertile um, in terms of creating. Uh, I launched, I wanted to talk about really quickly, I launched sure. my class, The Muse. Um, and I, wa- I wanted to t- tell just a little bit of kind of the evolution of that, because you know, when you get an idea, mm-hmm. have the idea and you think how it's going to go, right? Yeah. And then it usually morphs and changes and becomes what it wants to be. Like that's like on the canvas. That's like, uh, I'm sure at your sewing machine. Well, I'm sure you have to have some sort of a plan on your sewing machine, but like when you go to look for fabric, you're probably just like it got, you're guided by something, right? Sure. Oh yeah. There's always a, there's always, um, an intuition that kind of, kind of leads it. I'm amused, like you, like you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I was going to do a reboot of the invitation. It made sense, you know, at the solstice, I'd launched it, um, in December, my class, the invitation. And that was a lot about routines and rituals and, um, how I dress my soul for the day, um, adornment, sacred adornment. And I thought, Oh, our word for the year, I thought, Oh, I could revisit the word for the year mid year and see how it's been guiding people. Um, talk about the year ahead spread and like where we were at and look at your months of all the work that we had done in January. And it made total sense. It seemed right. I just wasn't into it, Sandra. I just Mm -hmm. couldn't motivate myself to do it. 
Yeah. And I have been sleeping in so much. I have not been doing my rituals and routines. I just wasn't doing what I wanted, what I was about to go teach. Right. And so in some way I thought, well, that's not, that's not being honest. Right. And I thought, well, maybe it'll motivate me to get back into my routine. No, it has not. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was talking to Corinne uh, Bowen, who's an unruffled and she's my um, business coach. And she, we were just talking about favorite movies and like, we taught, we started talking about Amelie and she's like, have you seen that lately? And I said, no. And so I watched it and oh my God, I, I own that movie, but I can't watch it on DVD anymore because I don't have a DVD player. So I had to go buy it from Amazon. I spent three days watching it, dissecting it, taking notes. And I came alive again. I just mm. came alive again. And there's so many good things in that film. So I'm not going to go through it all right now, but it inspired me where I felt like I wanted to work again, or I wanted to get up and create again, where I wanted to put something together. And so I did. And um, her and I have crafted some ideas about making a portable altar in the class. And there's a whole section that she does collage in there um, and makes some love letters. And um, there's a photo booth and there's great thing about selfies, which I like to talk about and teach about. So it all just like, formed itself. Hmm. There's actually so much in there. I could have 17 classes, but we're just going to keep it simple. (laughs) It's my lesson. And uh, so we put it together and I'm calling it the muse because she very much seemed like the muse, you know, like Emily got me out of this funk and she has this kind of childlike wonder and curiosity and she likes to do kind acts for others. And I don't know, it just, it kind of all came together. So I went ahead and put it together and launched it last Friday to my mailing list and, um, and to our, I wanted to, I didn't plan on it, but I was like, why would I not offer this to the unruffleds? They're in our secret Facebook group. It's part of our community. So I offered it last Friday to them as well. And, uh, a few people signed up. It's, it's trickling, but I'm going to fully launch it this Friday. Mm-hmm. And it'll be $149 for four weeks live calls. Um, I'm going to kind of do it like I did last time. So if you took a class with me before, you'll be familiar, but I'm super excited, Sandra. And I have not been super excited about a lot lately. So. Oh, good. It feels well, good. Yeah. I don't know. I, fa- I have found with that kind of thing for me, since it's kind of uh, one of many things I do, you mm-hmm. know, is sometimes to teaching and coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to really be kind of lit up if it's, yeah. um, if it's, if it feels like a chore, then I'm not in it hundred percent. And we've talked about this before that kind of thing. I give 110% and right. so it has to be something that I'm really, really inspired to do. Yeah. Um, so I like that. I like that. Yeah. So yeah. fun. I haven't seen that movie in probably 20 years. Oh, I bet. Sandra. It's so good. So yeah, part of the assignment is going to be for people to watch the movie and notice things. And I'm super excited about it. So um, I think the last time I saw that movie, I rented it from Blockbuster. Now that I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, that's, you're, that's so great. Well, I, it's a 20 year old film. So uh-huh. yeah, yeah, it's 20 years old. And she is just such a style icon in that movie too. Her clothes. Oh, I know. I know. Um, 
the themes that run through the movie, the color red is just that is a character. Basically there's so many symbols, um, the heart being one of them. So I don't know, it just fully, um, became great. And then I thought to thinking, got to thinking about it, It's like, I could, you know, this class I could have, um, I was thinking of, uh, seeing how it lands, seeing how it goes. And then I'll just pay attention and cultivate it to be, um, you know, another muse, um, perhaps in the future if it, if it, if it resonates with people, I don't know, right now, this is an experiment sure. it's an experiment that got me out of bed in the mornings. Cause I was having trouble getting out of bed and, um, yeah, it's just, is my muse right now. So I'm super, she, she's, she's helping me whether, you know, we create these things that we want for ourselves, right? Yes. And if other people like it, I think it'll be great, but I think, um, it's going to be all about play and fun. And I think people are going to like the creative prompts too. So. And when does it start? Oh, thank you. It starts June 1st mm-hmm. and people can register, um, using the link in my profile on Instagram. Um, there's a little link there at Tammy Salas. And I'll probably put a link on my website as well today. Now that we're talking. Yes, I'll do that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's that. I'm really, we'll see how it goes, but I, 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 um, I finally feel like I'm coming, uh, um, coming back to my old self, which we can talk about when we're going to, what we're going to talk about today. But, um, so there's some, a good side to that and another side to that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) As for everything. (laughs) Oh, and what, and my website is tammysolace.com, but what what else are we going to talk about? How are we going to I, I think we're just gonna chat maybe. I don't know. We both like kind of texted. I, I texted, uh, Tammy this morning and I was just saying fair warning. <laughs> everything I've touched in the last 24 hours has turned to absolute shit. <laughs> I'm like, awesome. Great. Let's do this. <laughs> There's some voodoo on me that I cannot wash off. <laughs> just, you know, fair warning. Yeah. Um, yeah, the internet I, may I, go I, out. My microphone may crap out in the middle of this. I don't know. Right yeah. now, as we're recording, um, uh, my husband has locked his keys in his truck. Oh. And so I'm going to have to drive, which is not a little jaunt to his um, workplace. Oh. And because he's got an old truck and his key fob broke. And um, yeah, so it's things like that. You're going <laughs> to go elaborate. Sing? which I can elaborate more on as we talk, but it's just been a lot of things like that. I don't know if it's pink full moon Mm -hmm. voodoo or what it is. That's right. That's right. There was a pink full moon last night, super moon. I was reading up on that late last night, Sandra, um, because it was Grady's birthday and Grady turned 18 and I have to tell you, you know, cause I've seen, you've been posting recently, like Max's graduation gown and cap, and it's going to be a month. I'm going to tell you that right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> As if you don't already know, uh, waking up, I immediately had memory. I didn't want to go here either, but I did. I couldn't stop myself the night before his birthday is actually when it started. I, um, watched a video that his friends made called Dear Past Self, which I think I'm going to share it in the Facebook group. And it's this group of kids he's been making films with throughout high school. And these kids put together like um, a love letter to themselves about this past year. Hmm. Um, actually, it's called My Future Self. But anyhow, they initially it starts off with my past self and they start talking about how they're, you know, they're going to, they're going to be okay through the pandemic. 
and they're gonna like they're they're narrating and it's this beautiful film photography like you know maybe you're, the learning is not going to be in the classroom maybe the learning and the experiences and the more time with family and your animals and maybe zoom school won't be so bad when you look back at it and you'll think about all the other things that you get, got to do mm-hmm. during the year so it's just mm-hmm. this really beautiful way um talking to their future self about their past self right but reframing it, this hard thing <laughs> that we've all all gone through yeah 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 it wasn't just the kids so it was like this universal he's a great story, a storyteller his friend who's the filmmaker and and it got me just thinking about my past self and my future self and Grady in this last year plus and um the song that they, I don't know if you know the song by first aid kid it's called um Emmy Lou um it's beautiful and um I don't know I just unleashed the tears I could not stop Sunday night and I woke up yesterday just thinking about my past self my past mom my my momming and uh my son's fifth birthday where I you know drank all the rosé and um went to a bar with a friend and didn't come home until I don't know when but I was blacked out and I don't even remember who brought me home like those type of memories started coming up, right? And I was like, don't do that today, Tammy. You're not her. You're not her anymore. Like you don't need to dwell in that. And so I did try to pivot and I and I did. I think I did well. But it's f- just six years into this sobriety gig and it's like what I was really hyper aware of yesterday is that people can change. Oh, absolutely. You know? I, and, uh, I'm fucking amazed that, um, alcohol is the thing that brought me to this beautiful place I'm at in my life right now. I mean, if that wasn't a thing, if, if you can't change, I, I still, I don't think I'd be sober right now. Right. So, um, I spent the entire day getting ready for a little dinner party I was going to throw, which I have not entertained or had a dinner party. And I couldn't even tell you, Sandra, I couldn't even tell you. A year, two, I know for sure a year, For sure, two, a year. two years, maybe three. I don't know. Um, at the end of my marriage, we didn't really have people over. So I, I couldn't tell you. So I was a little bit nervous because, but it was, my, it was like his God sisters, my God children, you know, it was just small, but I told myself in the morning, <clears throat> go slow, have intention. This is not a big deal. This is just dinner. And I did pretty well up until the very last hour <laughs> before everybody got here. Um, and they got a little anxious and had some expectations of Grady's father um, based on conversations. You know, they, were, they weren't really expectations and there were agreements, but anyhow, things didn't go according to plan and I didn't lose my shit. And I kept going to the bathroom and taking deep breaths. And I just kept reminding myself like, why do you have to function so hard? Why do you have to control everything? Even in sobriety where I say I'm good and I'm healthy and I'm glad, it's still a daily thing that I have to really focus on. And when I miss the mark, who am I missing the mark? Am I missing it to, like, am I missing it to you, Sandra? Am I missing it to Natalie? Am I missing it to Steve? No, it's I'm missing it with me mm-hmm. first. And normally not anybody else really gives a shit for the most part, I don't think. No. No. So um, I have to work on that. I have to, I know that one of my character traits 
is that I overfunction. Mm-hmm. I don't just do the thing. I have to do the thing to the 10th degree to be perfect. And it really paralyzes me. And it's like, I can't even know it when I'm in it. And last night was pretty perfect. As perfect as it, that's not even the right word for it. Last night was sweet and tender and really loving. And if Mm -hmm. that equals perfect, then I guess that's that. Sure. um, I still have these notions that things have to be just so. And um, I ran into a lot of challenges yesterday with not having, not being in my home and not having all the things I'm used to having. Right. So that was hard. Mm-hmm. But we got through it and Grady had a beautiful birthday and I think everyone had a nice time. And um, I just kept thinking like, not that it's his last birthday, by the way, I know that's not his last birthday, <laughs> knock on wood. I know that um, it was going to be the last one before he goes off to college. It just felt significant as a milestone birthday. Yeah. 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 I get that. I get having expectations and, you know, and knowing even while you're knowing that your ex that the, your guests aren't going to share the expectations that you have. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. I get that. I get that. I think I, sometimes where I get like, I, I, I think that sometimes I don't, you know, I don't, um, I oversell things sometimes. <laughs> mm, okay. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'll oversell things and, um, and then I won't, I won't, um, you know, I won't meet that oversell and I will all, all automatically assume that people are disappointed when they're probably not. <laughs> mm, okay. Yeah. I get you. It's a funny thing. And to be, you know, in recovery, um, I'm in my head a lot. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I like thinking things through now and pausing before I do something. And I like, um, I like that whole process. I like writing. I like doing the work, my recovery work or the meetings I go to or trying to do readings and find, I, I don't know. I like it all. But then sometimes you just, the rubber has to hit the road. <laughs> and I find that no matter how much I've read, or prepared or think I'm spiritually fit or ready for the day, sometimes something can just come out of the blue and just, you know, punch me in the throat. Mm-hmm. And, and then um, the shit's not working at home, right? Oh, and I'm not controlling um, the universe and it's hard for this girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really hard. So what I do is I overfunction. I'm going to overplan. I'm going to, like what I did last night without getting into too many details is I was assuming that the help that I'd asked for wasn't going to be delivered. So I'm going to have a backup plan and then it's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy, which it was. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to hold a little grudge. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh my God, you just played that whole thing out. When, if you would have just been a better communicator, maybe you would have been met. Right. What's my part in things. Right. And I do look at that. Um, sometimes I'm not so direct. I grew right. up in a household where that was not safe. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, it keeps getting presented to me lately in a lot of lessons and I'm like, okay, just be direct. Just ask for what you need. Just be real clear. I'm not good at that, Sandra. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at that because I'm worried someone's going to be mad at me or I'm worried I'm going to hurt someone's feelings. So I sacrifice myself. 
Right. You set yourself up for the resentment. Yeah. Yeah. That's not healthy. That's not good. That's not who I want to be. That's not where I want to live. That's not the zip code I want to reside in. But God, it's a, it takes a long fucking time to learn these lessons. Right. (laughs) So, um, so instead, what I'm really grateful for, for last night was I got a beautiful family photo of me and Grady and his father outside the sun was setting and I almost missed it. And I did not want to miss the day without getting a photo. I just, yeah. it's really important to me. That's all I wanted that. And to have him um, be surrounded by people who loved him. So I got that too. Oh, well, good. It sounds like hmm. um, in retrospect, in hindsight, that it was probably a beautiful evening. Yeah. And, but you know, with lots of takeaways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And one of those takeaways is I made enough spaghetti and meatballs for about 47 people. So <laughs> nearby, I would be feeding you leftover spaghetti and meatballs today because I want to over make sure I have enough food because I don't want to have scarcity at a dinner party. So that girl's still alive and well and kicking in me. <laughs> you know, going back to, um, what you were saying about, you know, like traveling down your memory lane and mm-hmm. those not so good, you know, memories of, of years of being a drunk mom. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, um, sometimes I think I don't go there enough, you know, mm-hmm. like I think, oh, you know what, it's so good now that, um, why look back? <laughs> why look back? Um, it happened and, now it's not happening anymore. Mm-hmm. And so um, I appreciate hearing that, you know, that you have that, have those experiences because it reminds me that sometimes I'm too quick to bypass mm. the past. Right. This is painful. Yeah. Right. And, you know, the scroll avoids pain. Like, you know, she avoids, I don't know. Um, mushrooms, things I don't like to eat. So I can think of green peas. Yeah. Well, the body knows, right? The body, our minds and body now like that. that's not a comfortable place to go. And that's why I was thinking I wasn't going to go there. But once I watched that little movie and I started crying, I, it's like, it opened up my heart and my memory. I've been having drinking dreams lately. I had another one the other night and drinking and driving and it's just like these little tiny blips of my subconscious or subconscious are going like, remember when you used to do that? Yeah, I don't do that anymore. But you're right. It's like we're protecting ourselves when we don't want to think about it. And um, I mean, I can't sometimes I just can't even make myself, you know, it's like I, yeah. I am. Um, well, I'm, you know, I uh, when I think about these kind of patterns, I often you know, think about the Enneagram and that's part of my, my core way of being is to reframe, Mm -hmm. um, painful experiences, even as they're happening, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and it's often, often why, like I couldn't, you know, like I could only, you know, back when I was, you know, heavily drinking in my twenties and, and thirties, even before I had kids, you know, the only time I could talk about, um, painful childhood experiences was when I was getting drunk with friends, you know, it was the only time I could ever revisit that. And, um, if you asked me 
when I wasn't, you know, if he asked me how my childhood was when I wasn't drinking, I would say, eh, it's fine. Mm, right. <laughs> it wasn't fine. <laughs> yeah. The key to unlock that door was what, what was your drink of choice? <laughs> uh, it depended on the decade, but right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the key, right? right That's the key right. to unlock it. Yeah. Yeah. One and a half bottles of wine. And then I was, yeah, then I, you couldn't, you couldn't shut me up. Mm -hmm. Um, and the tears would come Mm. and, you know, it would all just gush out, but, you know, maybe if I'd been in therapy all my life, I, you know, and had like, you know, wasn't Mm self-medicating, um, perhaps my story would be different, but um, but yeah, I, I will, I'm an expert at, at just reframing situations to they're not that bad. <laughs> right. These aren't that bad, you know, which as a, a former drinker, that is, that's not a, um, it's, that's, that's a, it's pl- a place that you don't really want to mess around with. Um, yeah. Because if, if you can convince yourself that it wasn't that bad mm-hmm. well enough, then, um, you know, there's a potential to potential to drink again. Yeah. And, and yeah, and the, the um, you're right about that. And I think what I, uh, I never, ever want to sound preachy as a former drinker um, to anybody that's still struggling. But one thing I will highlight, I get to make daily amends by being a really present mom. That shit will never get old for me because the shame that does come up or the memories that do make me cry or thinking about that five-year-old birthday party where I just only thought about myself and, um, I get to do that differently now. And I think that was the feeling yesterday too, that came over. I get to have an assortment of non-alcoholic beverages. Um, he's all into this liquid death, uh, sparkling water mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, had a case of that here and had hop water and that my kid wanted a non-alcoholic beverage, um, for his birthday party. And when he's camping with friends, he's been doing that as well. And it makes me, and know that I got to talk to him about this stuff. Mm, yeah. I got to talk to him. He knows his mom has struggled with addiction. He knows our family is touched by addiction. And he, um, you know, he lost an uncle a couple of years ago at the age of 49 to addiction. Um, I'm grateful that this mom has showed up for the last six years. And I'm, and I'm grateful for the other one that she was doing the best she could. So for women that I work with, sometimes I just, you know, you get to show up differently for your kids. You get to show up. It's going to be so cool. It's going to be awesome. Um, It's not going to be utopia, but some days it is. Yeah. Right. And it's no guarantee either. Like I want it to be like a guarantee that my kids will never, ever Mm-hmm. struggle mm-hmm. with addiction but it's not that's right. there, there's it's there's no guarantee but um the conversation has already been had mm-hmm. um 
yeah, it's already been had and and it's com- and it's a, a comfortable conversation actually. Now. Yeah, no, it's 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 not um, a cautionary tale. It's just um, uh, open um, um, reveal of, of of facts. You know, that's that's how I approach it. Like, there's not a lot of um, I don't even attach a lot of emotion to it when we talk about drugs and alcohol. I'm just mm-hmm. like, here's the facts. Yeah, here's the yeah. facts. These things are addictive. Um, your brain is still developing and yes. it will be until you're 21. Mm-hmm. And these are the facts. That's it. You know, it, yes, it, you could smoke pot and it probably wouldn't, you know, it probably wouldn't harm you terribly. But then again, you know, you'd probably eat a lot of crappy food and, you know, you might not get to work on this big dreams that you have it might keep you from doing that. It might stunt you a, a, a tiny bit, might put you, set you back a, a, a little bit, you know, like we yeah. have those kind of really honest conversations. Yeah. My, I never had that conversation with my parents. Oh God. No, no. <laughs> they didn't know how to, they didn't know. Oh. They weren't educated enough. They didn't know how to have that conversation. Yeah. No. And, and I think, I think, you know, in terms of like, quote unquote, modeling a solution, because I use that phrase a lot. Um, they didn't drink. So it was I didn't either modeled so, for me, right? But mm-hmm. that you don't drink, but there was no discussion, right? Other than don't do it, or you're grounded, or you'll don't get in trouble, it. or mm-hmm. people like people, quote unquote, like that um, are, you know, bums or, you know, or have bigger issue. I don't know. There's a lot of judgment around it. Right. That's what I was saying. Like that, that's the emotional stuff attached to it. And, you know, and that's why now, like, I, I don't really, I try not to, to throw on any sort of emotion to Mm -hmm. it. Just like, you know, here's what happened to me. Mm -hmm. Here's what happens to a lot of people. These are addictive substances and, you know, those are the facts. Yeah. And it ripples out because my actions, um, when I was drinking, there was a ripple effect and my actions now that I am a person who doesn't drink, there's a ripple effect. And when I do start to go into a pity party or when I am feeling sad or feeling like, Oh, what I've done in the past. I mean, I, I, I let myself wallow in it for a bit and then I pick up and I move on. And I'm really glad that we're talking about this today because I already feel like a hundred times better than I did when I woke up, um, which was not that long ago, Sandra. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm glad to be able to have these conversations and to be um, not talking at the side of my mouth and not not being a hypocrite to my kid. That's important to me. That's going to keep me sober. Um, I can't imagine what it would have been like in high school for him if I had been the same mom that I was when I was drinking. I, I, right. I would be, um, yeah, I, um, everything I say this all the time, but it was always about me. So I, I just wouldn't, you know, I would not be as attentive, nearly as attentive as I am. Yeah. right now. And that would have been probably the most benign thing. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I could be dead. I could be, you know, any, anywhere in between. 
Oh, yeah. So we get to do graduation and our kids turning 18 and going off to live their lives or do what they're going to do next. And um, I mean, yeah, it's going to be bittersweet. And I'm so proud of the young man that I've raised, mm-hmm. um, him, his father and I have raised, and it feels, um, yeah, bittersweet is the only way I could say it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, see, I'm not quite there yet. I know that my son's going to stick around here for another year. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, I get to put that, that put that off <laughs> for mm-hmm. a little bit longer. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's why I was kind of waiting. I wasn't, I signed a six month lease where I'm at because I didn't know, is he going to go off to college in August or is it going to be with the pandemic? I wasn't sure, you know, and like I mentioned before, and you and I have talked about, like, I, I'm very sorry that this pandemic happened and that people have lost their lives. And there's been this, all of this happening over the last year. However, I have thoroughly enjoyed the extra time I've had with my kid the lunches we get to have, the the time and space for him to be learning at home. And, and he hasn't, I mean, I'm sure he hasn't loved it, but he hasn't hated it. Yeah. And um, he's thriving in, in this way that he is taking his classes online. So that was something new to learn. Um, yeah. Anyhow, I thanks for listening to all of that. It just was a very uh, tender, emotional time. And it just lets me reflect and learn from um, the past and stay on the course. You know, I know I only have today and I'm trying not to future trip or catastrophize too much, but it happens. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I don't, I learned a lot. I've learned a lot for what not to do <laughs> and, <laughs> and which way to keep going, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I thought, I thought, the only thing I have to report on is, you know, you know, you have those days where you feel like you are running, but you're running in like really wet sand. <laughs> and so you're yes. like, you feel like you're doing all this efforting mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but you're actually not going anywhere. Like you haven't even moved an inch. Mm-hmm. That's just been the last couple of days for me. It's more frustrating than anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll give you a, just a very tangible example. I spent a couple of hours working on a robe yesterday and I have to take most of it apart because, um, oh, there was just something going on with my machine and silk is kind of tricky to, to sew sometimes if you have two pieces that are different weights, one the top part might pucker a bit and I knew it was happening, but yet I kept going because I felt I can iron this out. And of course it didn't iron out because it wasn't right. It wasn't working properly. And so I get to go out to my studio and, t- and spend an hour taking out seams mm. with the seam ripper. And, you know, so it's just been a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Where things don't work quite right. Technology fails you. Husbands mm-hmm. lock keys in their trucks. <laughs> Right. No, I understand. I understand. So you'll get to have a meditation today while you do that. Right. A different kind of meditation. You'll get to listen to a podcast. Yes. Yeah. 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 Thank you, by the way. I'm sorry if I'm diverting you. We can come right back. But just for the Macklemore um, 
recommendation for him on the armchair expert. So good. You guys, you should Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I would listen. I would, I kind of want to listen to it again. Yeah. I'm with you. I could have heard them talking for another, I could have listened to them chat for another hour. It's really good. It's really good. I saw one, I saw somebody posted in another secret Facebook group I'm in and, um, there was a comment about how it was a little unsettling, mm. um, uh, how easy they talked about relapse, mm-hmm. but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't take, that wasn't my takeaway. No, Mm-mm. I don't think relapse is the goal, no. um, for anyone. No. And, um, I think that they were being honest too, you know, you can't tell somebody else's story. And that was the both, mm-hmm. that's been both of their experiences recently. Yeah. So, and I don't even think yeah. it was a huge focus. Cause at one point I was like, did he say he relapsed during COVID? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, and then they came up, it came up again because Dax had mentioned that as well. So we're talking about the armchair expert interview with Macklemore. Um, was a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago or a couple episodes back from their newest one. And it was so good. And I think what I liked most, I mean, of course I liked hearing about all of that, but um, when you hear someone who has really good recovery, who has a plan or knows the way in terms of like a, what I need to do, if I do relapse, like I know what to do now, <clears throat> I can go back here and try again. Like I find that very encouraging I do too. I don't find that that's not an open invitation for me no. <laughs> to, no. go re- to go relapse. I, nobody wants to relapse. I don't know. No, 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 no. no. But I, 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 what I, what I liked most, and I, I wish I, cause I was driving when I was listening to it and I was like, I wish I had been taking notes or listening to it at my desk. I don't know how many times he said it, but some version Macklemore said, when I'm making my art, I'm an artist. I'm a creative. When I create, this is what makes, this is what makes me want to make art. He kept referring so much to himself as an artist and that process Yeah, that I liked it so much because I don't hear a lot of musicians or maybe I just don't hear a lot of musicians talk about their craft, but it just seemed like, yeah, every day he's making art. Yeah. Right. And okay. that's what keeps him out of his ego. Mm-hmm. Um, that in service, he talked about a lot yeah. about that as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was such a good conversation. Yeah, that was really good. So thank you for posting that. Cause I think I'd seen it somewhere and then I kind of just, and when I was driving to go to Grady's tennis game on Friday night, I'm like, oh no, I'm definitely going to pop this in here and, and, and catch up on it. So thanks. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, highly um, recommend. I'm going to look that up to share for our three things. So I'll go see what episode that is. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I have much else to say. Yeah. I don't know if I have much else to say. Yeah. Me either. Me either. But I'm really glad to get up this morning and talk to you. I just, I loved your message this morning. I was like, yeah, I'm tender after last night. Let's just go ahead and do an episode. (laughs) Let's just talk it out. Um, so do we have, do you have three things, Sandra, that anything you want to share? I have one thing and maybe I'll come up with two more. All right, let's do it. Let's try it. Let's really... You want to take the Macklemore one? You want to have that be one of your three things? <laughs> <laughs> so 
at the end of the podcast, we do a little section called the unruffled toolbox. And we usually share things either creatively or things in our sobriety that are helping us, uh, you know, stay sober. So what you got, Sandra? Let's see. I, my first thing is a book called, it's a really good book called, um, Wintering. The Power of Rest and Retreat in Difficult Times by Catherine May. I heard her on an On Being podcast mm-hmm. um, a couple of months ago, and it was excellent. It was actually during winter, so it was really okay. seasonally appropriate. And then I um, I put I immediately went to the library and put the book on hold, but you know, I was like number f- 55 in line or something. Mm-hmm. And so I just got it about a week ago. And um, you know, it's a state of mind, obviously not just a season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's so good. I'm about halfway through, um, highly recommend the book. Excellent. What a book. Great title. Mm-hmm. Wintering. And she, her interview, if you want to listen to her speak, she's mm-hmm. British and it's, she's so lovely. <laughs> She has a very poetic way of speaking as well. And um, the interview was really nice. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I just wrote that down. Uh, So a book that, I mean, I I pulled it up so I wouldn't mess it up. So I'm going to recommend a book that's lately been helping me cultivate a lot of memories and uh, create a lot of conversation um, has been the book. Have you read much of Linda Berry's work? I get her books every once in a while from the library and, um, you know, so I only have them for a short time and then I turn it back in, but yeah, she has a book called the good times are killing me. And, um, it's about a young girl, um, that lives, uh, it's about white flight, um, from urban Seattle in the late sixties. And so it's a book of short stories and it, I'm just going to be do this little tidbit because they're going to say it more eloquently than me. Um, as the world changes around her, Edna, she's the, the girl, young girl, is exposed to the callous racism of adults, sometimes subtle and other times blatant, but always stinging. By weaving the importance of music and adolescence with the forbidden friendship between Edna, who is white, and Bonna Willis, who is black, Linda Berry captures the earnest, awkward, yet always honest adolescent voice as perfectly in prose as she does in comics. It's so good, Sandra. Hmm. It is so good. And it is such a memory producer for me. Reading these little short, little two, three page little vignettes and thinking about how I've been thinking a lot about race and identity um, and researching myself in terms of the lack of identity I have for my Hispanic roots. And um, it's been great. And it's Hmm. beautifully told and about how how racism is kind of just where it's taught. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. part of, part of how we're grown up, you know, how we grow up and um, the adults are the ones that are, are modeling that. So um, it's been good. It's been really good. When did it, when did it, when was that published? Gosh, I think maybe 20 years ago, 30 years oh, ago. Wow. It's, okay. not, it's not a new book. Mm-hmm. I'll look that up while, while we're going on here, but um yeah. It's good. Hmm. And it's a short book, it sounds um, good. but it's all centered around music. She gets this record player and she thinks like she, it's just like what a little girl would think too. It's, it goes from, I can't remember what age it starts, but it goes up to seventh grade. 
Mm. And around seventh grade is when things start changing, when you start having your own opinion, right? So right. for a while we're at the under the under the umbrella of our parents, what they think and say, like, you know, like Bonna, the black girl can't come in this girl's house. Mm. She's allowed to come in the garage. What does that say? Wow. <laughs> right. And so mm-hmm. the, she has a record player and she use and she loves music. And she talks about her music teachers at school and um, and how they separate the good voices from the not so good voices, but basically she knows that they're racist, this music teacher, <laughs> because wow. of all the white kids. And then she like uh-huh. ranks them like, um, anyhow, it's fascinating how this, but it's in this voice of a young girl, which I can completely identify with. Uh-huh. Um, and so then it's producing all of these memories for me about where right. I grew up on Malachite street and this, these years for me. And, you know, she talks about girl scout troops and Anyhow, it's, I think you would really dig it, Sandra. And it's like, it's great. Mm -hmm. great. So that's, that's mine. I like that. Um, Okay. Let's see. My second one is that I started a couple of weeks ago volunteering um, um, at Austin Creative Reuse, which is our, so I'm on the board. It's a nonprofit and a store. And it's basically the store is like, you know, like a thrift store for, creatives. It's an amazing store. When you come to Austin, you need to go to Austin Creative Reuse. I will. um, I have been, they've needed fabric rollers. And I was like, why am I not in there rolling fabric once a week? That's stupid. Cause then you get to like go through the bins of fabric and, you know, take home, you know, first pick Mm -hmm. (laughs) before it even gets put out on the floor. And so, um, I've been going in and rolling fabric and it just, again, reminds me of why I do what I do, which is, you know, I've Mm -hmm. been creating sustainably for 18 years now. And, um, it just kind of has reinvigorated that value of mine. And it's, I've also been coming up with new ways to try to try to come up with new ways of shipping things. I swear to God, those mailers are like my Achilles heel. I hate mm-hmm. buying those things because I know that they're just going to get thrown yeah. in the garbage. And so I've been just kind of like wandering through the reuse center, trying to look for alternative packaging supplies because at least, you know, if I, if I'm the second person to use it and it, then it gets thrown in the garbage, at least it's been used twice. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, and I love using vintage maps and things for wrapping paper yeah. and packaging. That's a great idea. So smart. Yeah. That's how I shipped my, um, that's how I'm shipping my earrings. Cause I needed something that was a little bit stiff mm-hmm. and kind of oblong um, and a little flat, like I needed a particular thing. And so I thought I'll just make it. And then I, discovered the box of vintage maps that are seriously like yeah five cents a piece if yeah. that and um and so I was like this this is gonna work and it's like been the perfect thing like I I'm gonna squeal with delight when <laughs> everyone receives their <laughs> receives their earrings in their in their map packaging and I thought for sure that I would annoy the postal clerk but he didn't even think twice about it I asked my husband first because he used to work in shipping and I was like is this gonna really piss off a a postal clerk. And he's like, no, no. Is your address clear? Yes. Then that's why they don't care. (laughs) So yeah. So that's it. Volunteering at, um, 
at Austin Creative Reuse. Mm. Well, I can't wait to, to visit that place. Oh, yes. Everyone's going to you, you, yeah, you're going to need a, an hour. So <laughs> so fun. It's so fun. Um, so let's see. The second thing, it's going to sound kind of boring. And I know that this used to be one of yours sometimes um, when you'd share, but sleep. Mm, I have been one. <laughs> some real good deep sleep lately. And like I said earlier about my routines being off and I'll get back to it. This new routine is that I'm sleeping until my body either has to get out of bed. Like I had to get out of bed to do this this morning, but I have been, I've been skipping my 7am meetings and going, which are usually like a mainstay for me, but the last few weeks I've just needed to sleep in and get some good solid sleep because I've been, um, you know, I have been ramping up again. I've been getting busier, just like we were talking earlier, you know, these things that are going on and sleep. That's it. Good, solid sleep for me has been a tool. I, it's always a good one for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's such a, it's a non-negotiable for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the biggest gift of sobriety. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> totally. Okay. Uh, sure. I can. One last one. I discovered this new podcast. So I found it a long time ago and then for whatever reason, didn't get into it, Mm -hmm. but now I'm super into it and it's called like actual hashtag am writing. And it's just a really kind of like basic bones. Like they interview a lot of just really working writers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not some, the conversations aren't super sexy or glamorous, but it's sometimes just about a lot of the logistical aspects of being a writer. And, Hmm. um, it's just a, it's kind of a fun podcast. I, again, I, 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 somebody told me about it. Oh my God. I know. Oh my God. I just had a flashback. Sorry. I know who told me about it. Our, our friend, Stephanie Hatton told, told me Hmm. about it when I was in L. She has, um, she died about a year ago. Yeah. Um, and, oh, that just gave me chills and a little mm-hmm. teary. Anyway, Stephanie, my friend Stephanie told me about it. And I remember pulling it up at the time and I was like, oh God, there's just so many episodes. I don't know if I can tap into this. And, and then I kind of forgot about it. And then somebody else reminded me of it again. And so I'm listening to it because I'm trying to um, create more space to write because I have some writing projects that I really want to, I really want to produce. So, Mm. um, so that that's a podcast called am writing. So I can, so I can write, so I can be, so I can use the hashtag am writing. (laughs) I am writing. Um, I had my third thing and then it left my brain. Hold on. Hold on. I was going into our show notes and then it left my brain. I have a couple of things here. Let's see. Uh, Oh, I have something, um, it sounds innocuous, but, uh, I've been having an accountability partner, um, that is not someone that I know very well and not someone in sobriety. It's for a business group that I'm part of. So I, it has worked so well for me to have someone that I don't know that I don't know. that well mm-hmm. kind of be able to be just it's keeping me super accountable Sandra wow so, so I don't know if that would ever work for me but I'm glad that works for you yeah it's just um she's working on her own project so I'm really okay. just checking in with her about her thing so it's not like it's just me so it's reciprocal 
but mm-hmm. just getting an accountability partner and checking in, I'm supposed to be finishing my taxes and really my, um, it's not my quote unquote taxes. Everything is to the tax man. It's my own income. And I've been procrastinating. And so, um, one of the, well, Becky Joyce, who we had on the podcast, the Enneagram mm-hmm. therapist, um, or who a therapist who uses the Enneagram, she said, um, procrastination can be self-protection, a tool for avoiding pain. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing with my, I don't know my income. I don't know if you know your income for last year, but I don't know my own income for last year. And so I started dissecting it and trying to make a spreadsheet, which I don't know how to really make a spreadsheet. I'm just going to say that right now. I've never made a spreadsheet in my life. So I made it and I created it and I'm capturing income from all the sources just so that I now need to know what I need to make. I am Mm -hmm. on my own now. Right. And it's a little scary. And I've been avoiding doing it because I'm not going to have the lifestyle that I've been accustomed to, however Mm -hmm. that sounds. And I have been avoiding doing it because I don't want to know the number. Right. Ignorance is bliss kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And I still don't know the number by the way, cause I haven't finished it, but having an accountability partner to go, Hey, I'm going to actually just create one column of that spreadsheet today. And I did. And then oh, the good. Next day, I'm going to do the second column in that spreadsheet today. So it's really, I mean, it's accountable to her, but it's accountable to me. Um, but it really has helped me. So using an accountability partner is what I would say is my third thing. Hey, I like that. See, I, I, I fear that I would get into this, like, you're not going to tell me what to do. <laughs> and then I rebel. <laughs> oh yeah. They don't tell you. What and to then do. it actually backfires. <laughs> you tell yourself what to do, but you say it out loud. So it's just almost like you're accountable to yourself. Right. Uh, and then they do the thing, they do their thing too, you know? So got it. Yeah. Hmm. Is that it? Did we do it? I think so. Wow. Okay. Well, that's that. That's that episode. So <laughs> thanks for uh, letting us come into your ears. And right. Until next month. Until next month. Um, yeah. We're going to be sharing um, just, just like this in this format. And then we're going to be doing an interview. And yeah. um, that's really working. Sandra, this is a dream, actually. This you like it. I know. I do it. too. I need it. <laughs> We've needed it. <laughs> yes. All right, everyone. Sign okay. Letters. Um, share your episodes. If you've ever been on the pod, that would be fun. Um, send us a message if you want to join our secret Facebook group. And if you want to support the podcast, you can be a patron um, of our Patreon account at patreon.com backslash unruffled podcast. Yeah. Thank yes. You. Thank you. Bye. Bye. The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by Caitlin Schumacher. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designers Chris Aguirre and Amy Lanier. Thanks for listening.